Um, let's, let's begin with prayer. Father, as we come to you today, Lord God, Father, we seek your face and we ask, Almighty God, that your word would transform us and that, Lord God, you would be exalted, you would be honored, you would be praised, you would be magnified and glorified. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, this morning's devotional is born out of the scripture in Matthew 13, verses 44 to 46. And it reads as follows. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for the joy over it, he goes and he sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant seeking goodly pearls, who, when he found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Both are short parables, and they deal with the same, the same subject. They both deal with a person who stumbled upon a hidden treasure or a value. It is so valuable in both instances that they sell all that they have to buy it. We see some common characteristics in these parables, such as they find either treasure or a pearl. They sell all they have. They purchase either land with the treasure in it or the pearl, and they are filled with joy obtaining it. Both parables deal with the question of worth. Obviously, the value was so great that they abandoned all that they had to be able to get it. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, what is Christ worth to us? Webster's Dictionary defines worth as the value of something measured by its qualities or the esteem by which it is held. The worth we attach to objects drives the actions we take. The more we esteem the worth of something or someone, the greater risk we take to protect that thing. The more we desire that object, the more we become obsessed with that object. Jim Elliott knew what Christ was worth when he stated, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain which he cannot lose. And shortly after writing those words, Jim Elliott was killed by the very people he sought to win to Christ. Christians throughout the centuries have considered the worth of Christ, the worth of the gospel, and have come to conclusion that Christ is worth it, worth everything, their reputation, their vocations, their freedoms, their wealth, their families, their possessions, their health, their comfort, their ease, their pleasures, and even their very lives. Paul knew of such worth. His value was Christ and Christ alone. For him, it was worth losing all things. Note his words in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. But what things were gained to me, those things I count, counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord from whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dumb, that I may win Christ. What was counted as gain in Paul's prior life before Christ? 
fame, status, reputation, income, authority, education, titles. I mean, he was a multilingual man. He was an educated man, a man of great wisdom and biblical knowledge. And the same is true after his conversion. He was an apostle with a capital A. He started churches. He traveled the Roman world, spoke before kings. And yet Paul abandons it all for the knowledge. That, that, I love that word there in the Greek, the gnosis. And it, it really emanates from the experiential knowledge, knowledge from having obtained it firsthand. And he says, I abandoned it all for the knowledge of Christ. Note his words when he spoke to the church at Galatia in Galatians uh, 2.20. He uses this term, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul is very, very deliberate with his words particularly in using the word crucified. In a first century context, everyone knew what that meant. Everyone knew of the pain, the disgrace, and the shame of a crucifixion. Paul uses it in the sense of self-mortification, death to self and death to the world. The world is, is crucified to him. But for the believer... Death to self is life to God. Death, death to self brings about the deeper life in Christ and abandonment to Christ brings about the fullness of Christ, the fullness of his presence and the fullness of his spirit. We don't hear too much in our churches today about abandonment, about leaving it all for Christ. But if we do have, a, if we do value Christ's worth, then we have to look inward at ourselves and say, what, what is he worth to us? We seek revival. And on this prayer call, we seek God for a genuine, spontaneous, authentic move of God. Not for a cheap emotional experience, not for a momentary thrill, but that God would be glorified on earth, that the gospel would go forth in power, that the glory of Christ would fill his church, and that God and his name will be glorified on earth. If that is true of us, and I believe it is, then we must all answer two questions. The first question is this. Are the things that we're living for worth Christ dying for? And the second question is, what is Christ worth to me? As the shadow of persecution looms over this world and over the church, as godless governments and culture continue to zero in on the church, the cost from being a follower of Christ is going to increase dramatically. And everyone needs to reconcile in our hearts 
What is Christ's worth? If we say we love Christ, do we pursue him? If we love Christ, do we obey him? If we love Christ, do we worship him? If we love Christ, do we tell others about him? If we love Christ, do we yearn for his presence in our life? If we love Christ, are we willing to suffer for him? If we love Christ, are we willing to experience shame for him? If we love Christ, are we willing to let go of the world's, its comforts, its pleasures, its ease, its possessions, and follow Christ wherever he leads? If we love Christ, are we willing to take up our cross and follow him? A.W. Tozer states in his book, The Crucified Life. By the way, I'm a big fan of Tozer. Um, and he makes this statement, if there's anything you own that God cannot have, you will never have revival. And I think that is rather significant. So may we lay everything we own at the feet of Jesus, at the foot of the cross. Let's leave it all there. As the great hymn says, all to Jesus, I surrender. All to thee I freely give. And that wonderful chorus that says, I surrender all, I surrender all. All to thee, my precious Savior, I surrender all. That's the challenge that I believe is before us today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and kindness and mercy to us. And Father, we know that all of us need to look inward. All of us need to die to self. All of us, all of us need to be emptied, Lord, so that we can be filled and poured out in the service of your Son. So, Father, have your perfect will and your perfect way in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen.